and welcome to Relationship Rescue the Podcast. It all begins with you. I am Heather Carter and so happy you are here. Um, last week we talked about romantic love and you know how we we ignore the negative um, aspects we see in our um, in our new partner um, and how we you know form this attachment to them and um, a lot of interesting information was given and I've actually gotten a lot of great feedback. Um, from that episode. So if you haven't listened to Romantic Love, I urge you to go back and listen before listening to this, um, our most recent podcast right now, which is Nurture, Have Sex With, Attack. Um, Because we're going to, we're going to basically, I'm going to teach you right now how the romantic, why and how the romantic love stage comes to be. So so you need to know a little bit about your brain in order to understand how and why we are attracted to people who feel familiar to us. And that includes the negative traits of our parents and main caregivers, um, as well as the, you know, Positive, obviously, because we have to see something positive in this partner um, in order to move forward, correct? <laughs> so, but what we're actually really um, concentrating on when we meet somebody is can they fill our voids? Can they fill these unfulfilled needs? So, let me tell you a little bit about how the brain works. So, the, you know, the brain stem is your inner and mo- most primitive layer. And it oversees those the, all of the flows of mes- messages between the brain and the rest of your body, okay? So it controls your breathing, your swallowing, your heart rate, blood pressure, right? Well, now, it flaring like a wishbone on top of that brain stem is called the limbic system. And that stores, in that limbic system, it stores all your long-term memory, okay? So that generates strong emotions and the brain stem in the limbic system which okay I'm going to refer to as the old brain so remember that I'm referring to this system as your old brain is hardwired for determining most of your automatic reactions so think of like automatic reactions how do you react um you know what's your pattern Anger, I mean, do you, you know, how, how do you act? Do you withdraw? I don't know. I want you to ask yourself that. So now, it, it the, you know, then we have our prefrontal, prefrontal cortex. You know, this, this is the conscious part of you, the alert part of you, and it keeps you in contact with your daily surroundings. So, you know, think about it. Like this, this part of your brain uh, makes the decisions. It thinks for you, observes, plans, anticipates, responds organizes information, creates ideas, and the new brain, which is, that's what I'm going to call it, your conscious part of you is the new brain, it's inherently logical, and it tries to find um, cause to every effect, an effect for every cause. So, like, let's say you and your partner are, you know, when you and your partner are operating out of your new brain, well, guess what? This is when it's good, because you can help manage and, you know, um, stop some of those emotional responses that are coming from that old brain. And remember, in the old brain, 
as this, you know, is stored where, where all of your long-term memories are stored, which in there is this belief system that you have. It's a self-limiting belief system that is actually working against you, not for you. So depending upon what you've learned um, when you were growing up, whatever beliefs you took on as your own, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart, I'm not pretty, I'm not talented, I'm, um, people leave me, whatever these are, right, they're stored in that limbic system. And so when you react from the old brain, you're reacting from, you know, the 10-year-old angry child. The five-year-old sad child, you know, I, I I don't know, I'm not working with you, right? But I, I always figure out where are these reactions coming from? Well, they're coming from the old brain, but I need to know what are your beliefs? Why do you react this way to your partner, you know, or, or even life, right? So when I work with individuals or couples, I need to figure out what where, where are your reactions coming from? Why are you attracted to who you're attracted to? Okay, so now... In contrast to your new brain, most of your functions of your old brain, you're not conscious of. And remember, 95% of the thoughts that you're having today were the same that you were having yesterday. And most of them are negative. And, you know, in, in, in your brain, the, the main goal of your old brain is self-preservation. So if it detects... If it feels like you're being attacked based on a belief system from your childhood that is no longer working, your reactions are going to be out of proportion to, you know, if you, you know, if your new brain was actually consciously thinking, it would be able to be rational. But when you're thinking from your old brain, most of the time it's irrational if you have a messed up belief system, right? So now, unlike the new brain, which is, you know, relying on a direct perception of the outside world, your old brain is getting its incoming data from the images, symbols, and thoughts produced by the new brain. Now, here's what you need to understand is that that data, okay, from your old brain isn't um, sorted. It's, it doesn't distinguish John from Susan to George. It sec segregates people into six categories. So it asks, you know, that old brain is looking at uh, a person, again, not naming the person, but thinking, is this someone to be, to nurture, to be nurtured, to have sex with, to run away from, submit to, or attack? So like, again, this is my neighbor, my cousin, my mother, my husband, that slides right on by. So how does that, what, what does that mean? It means that if so if your partner reminds you of your mother or your father who, you know, was a disappointment and, and you were in conflict with or they were emotionally unavailable or they were abusive or, you know, whatever it was, you're not, your, your old brain is saying to you, this is a person to attack. This is a person to run from. This is a person to submit to to nurture, to have sex with. It's not telling you, this is my partner who loves me. Let's think rationally. Okay. So this is, um, you have to understand this, the way the nature of your brain works, because it's going to help you explain why you can have the feelings about your partner that are out of proportion to the events that triggered them.
Okay. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. You gotta, you know, this is, this is the key in figuring out so many of your issues with your partner, right? So let's suppose you're um, a, a, a man, um, you know, and you've come home from the day and you've managed to, you know, put the finishing touches on this multi-million dollar deal. And you can't wait to share that success with your wife, right? Well, she's basically, she says to you, I, oh, I have to work late. I'm not going to be able to be home. And, you know, so you walk into the house. It's empty. You really wanted to share that, the, you know, the day's um, wonderful accomplishment with your wife. Now, do you recover from the disappointment that she's not there and relish the time to yourself? You know, maybe do you use the time to... Um, I don't know, check, do a final check on this deal and make sure that everything's in order. Or do you sit with kind of, you know, a little bit of disappointment that turns into some resentment that she's not home? And you go to whatever your um, coping mechanism is or, you know, whatever you want to call and uh, something to subdue your disappointment. Maybe you go to a comfort food or I, you know, I don't know, but you're sitting, you're going to sit in that anger or that resentment, right? So when you're, when she finally does get home, what happens? Well, you feel cool and you feel distance toward her. And then you continue to be reserved the next day. And then you bring your work to the di dinner table the next day, barely look at her. And all of a sudden you spend the night watching t sports on TV. And then all of a sudden, days later, you might become, you know, huh, why did I react that way? You know that your wife has a demanding job, too. Why were you so upset at her? Why did you feel betrayed? Well, you know what? Outside of your awareness, what happens is, is that her absence, okay, triggered feelings that you had dec decades ago. When you were being raised by working parents, when you were in grade school and, you know, you envied those friends that went straight home, you know, and as a young teen, you, teen, you walked home from school to an empty house and spent hours watching TV, waiting for your parents to come home. And when they did come home, they were often stressed from work. And guess what? Decades later, your past will worm its way into your present, making you overreact to your wife's late homecoming. So to your old brain, you are experiencing the same sense of abandonment growing up. Now, if you could become conscious of this and begin to you know, regulate these unwelcome, unconscious intrusions from your past, you and your partner would be less reactive and have fewer arguments. You'd be able to stay in your new brain and interact more rationally the stress level starts to go down. And you know what? Then you are open to, you know, spending enjoyable time with each other. Basically, in short, you are able to identify key issues that are interfering with your efforts to have a safe and loving relationship. You know, neuroplasticity states that our brains are impacted and changed by the experience we have with others and the outside world. Okay? We have social brains that are, okay, influenced by our relationships. So you have to remember that, you know, these painful experiences that we had as a child and, and you know, trauma isn't 
just a tragedy, right? Emotional trauma isn't, um, you know, you're, you were um, physically or mentally or sexually abused um, by your parent or your caregiver, or it's not, you know, your mother died, your father died, or this, you know, emotional trauma isn't the event. It's how the emotional trauma is the emotions we're left with that we don't know how to process after an event. That, that means that the, that, the, that the event, whatever it was, was too big at the time for us to be able to process. So for a child that does, you know, have to walk home every day um, and their parents don't come home for late, they are lonely. They do feel abandoned. And those, those emotions are unprocessed because a child can't process those emotions. So they don't disappear. They come with you right into, you know, your um, relationships, into, into your adulthood. So basically, you know, you, you know what, um, that, you know, there's relational stress to PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, that results from highly stressful events. Well, there's also, you know, after stressful interactions with people, with your, with your family, with your parents, your co-givers, you know, it's, you know, it's PFSD, post-family stress disorder. And it's basically the original relational trauma that you felt as a child that you bring in to your relationship with you. It's that emotional baggage. And, you know, and we, and that in, in our emotional baggage from our past amplifies a conflict that we're having with our partner. And it can rupture the connection between you and the part, your partner and trigger anxiety, anger, resentment, shame, guilt, whatever it is, similar to the original ruptures in childhood. So when my clients can start recognizing, you know, and obviously I have to help them and that where their reactions are coming from, you know, they can choose a new reaction consciously. And so then as these negative experiences, you know, from the past become less intrusive to, you know, a couple's day-to-day -day life or when I'm working with individuals and, you know, um, it, 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 they also become less intrusive in an individual's day-to-day -day life with just people, right? So you um, then what happens is you begin to understand how you're responding to the world and you start responding to the world and your partner in a much healthier and appropriate way. And then guess what? In the relationship, the flare-ups flare temper and you begin to spend more time and relax together. So, you know, gaining some insight into um, my, each other's childhood wounds is key to my coaching. We do, we do look into that because I'm going to find why you're reacting in certain ways in there and what is blocking you from having that relationship. 100%. And when I work with individuals, we go into their childhood. What's blocking you? Why are you feeling this way? Why do you have anxiety when this happens? What triggers these thoughts? So, you know, it, it's in, in what the greatest thing is, is that when um, my clients will share their childhood with them on a, in a, you know, in a deep way is that they get a better understanding of their partner's inner reality and it helps them, you know, to shift from judgment to curiosity to empathy. I'm not going to lie. When I have two people from very unhealthy backgrounds, um, it's, it's work for them. 
You know, some people are, you know, have a lot more work to do in their relationship than others. It, you know, and it really does depend upon their childhood. Really does depend. Are you codependent? Are you a narcissist? Why do you, you know, how many bad relationships have you gone through? Why do you keep attracting the same partners? And, and I figure that out too. Because otherwise you're just going to stay stuck. Never moving forward. Right? So, so when you expand your awareness and your understanding of each other's inner world, you, you become less confusing to each other and you're able to be validated and be more empathetic, empathetic towards each other. Okay. So now I understand you think to yourself and say to your partner why you need alone time. Okay. This makes sense to me now. And you actually also become less of a puzzle to yourself and you cut yourself some slack. See, now the more you know about each other's emotional histories, the less likely you are to see your partner as your adversary. Okay. Instead, you begin to see the partner, you, you know, that maybe your partner suffering from past hurts was, is what, you know, what's happening today. And you really all of a sudden want to, you know, be loving. You don't want to be angry or resentful or, you know, get it mad at them all the time because you begin to start understanding them. And then, in you know, then you start helping each other create safety in your relationship. And then you start responding to each other's needs. And this is the way, you know, you can experience that um, the sensations of feeling fully alive and joyful and connected in your relationship, not disconnected. You see, you're allies on your journey in life. You're supposed to be allies, not competitors. You create a conscious partnership. And this is when you have each other's back. See, all of us are products of imperfect parenting. No parent is perfect. And guess what? We were taught by imperfect parenting, right? So, and they were taught by imperfect parents. And what I've discovered through my work is that every single one of us have some, has some sort of emotional trauma that has not been dealt with that we drag into our current relationships. Some more severe than others, like I said, and, you know, and some just have trauma that's debilitating their entire lives, not just their relationship. And we have, to, you know, and, and it doesn't, if I don't take a deep dive or look into those um into your past, I, I, it's way harder to figure out. And it's amazing how much, um, how many people don't really know or understand their partners. So next week, we're going to continue. I'm just going to keep explaining to you why you are choosing who you're choosing and how we can change, you know, these habits and patterns. Um, so again, thank you for tuning in today to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. It all begins with you. It really does. It really does. Um, you can go into the links, go to my website, click on that link, heathercatherycarter.com, and schedule your free call if you'd like to, you know, see how I can help you or you and your partner. Thanks again, and we are going to keep moving on. Make it a great day. Bye.